Welcome to How to Live Your Best Life Radio, a podcast about stories and experiences from real people who are striving to live their best life every day in some way. I developed this podcast to uplift you and encourage you to continue to pursue greatness every single day. I'm your host, Coach Tawny Saunders, and I'm so excited to share my guest today. So let's get started. Hi guys, I am here today with Haley, and I know Haley through her mother and coach friend of mine, and I've had the pleasure of talking to Haley before, and so I'm bringing her here to you today as a guest on this podcast, and Haley does yoga, and Haley, explain a little bit about what you do for um, with the yoga and with your work. I know you do like some card stuff and explain a little bit about what you do. Yeah, well, my main focus now is actually um, doing tarot cards and helping people with life advice and gaining insight into any issues and problems they have and helping them to try to come up with solutions and ways to cope and basically advice, yeah, advice from spirit to help them further their goals, uncover any blockages. And one of the tools that I use for that is yoga. I've done multiple yoga teacher trainings and it helped me deepen my own practice as well as helping me um, gain these tools that I can share with others so that they can go deeper inside of themselves and really get to the core of problems, um, heal themselves so that they can have a fresh start and basically like a new lease on life. That's awesome. I love that. Um, I did some some cards. This was many years ago, but I actually just bought some cards and went home and read the instructions and then practiced. <laughs> yeah. And it was actually inter- really interesting what happened when, when I was using them and stuff like that. And I can't remember everything, but it was just really impactful for me. So I found that to be very interesting when your mom mentioned that, that that's something that you did. So tell me, the story about how you got into yoga, like why yoga? I actually started getting into yoga because I was looking for any type of weight loss exercise that I could just do in the comfort of my own bedroom. I was at a place where I was depressed, overweight, had very bad habits and just really needed a change. So I'd already had that seed planted that sparked me um, really looking for something that could help me change my life. But At first, I was just looking for something that would help me change my body, and I didn't realize that yoga had all of this history and more in-depth energetics about it that transformed more than just the physical body. So the more I did the yoga, the more I experienced the mental effects and how it changed me. And then, of course, I would go a couple of weeks without practicing and I would notice a difference. And so each time I did that, it was basically an eye-opener and kind of motivated me more and more to start practicing regularly. And I kind of became motivated to see just how it could change my life. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this because I noticed that it's making changes. Let's see how far we can go with this. And from getting into just the yoga, I started learning a lot more about the spirituality, Eastern religions, and it kind of just snowballed from there. Yoga was my um, following the white rabbit down the hole. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I know there's many different types of yoga. Do you have any particular favorites? Which ones do you practice? 
yeah, so vinyasa is basically just the actual movement practice. Mm-hmm. And I had done an integrated vinyasa, a power vinyasa, which is just um, people who take different styles and fit bits and pieces together to kind of create something that works that's very unique and I really do like a lot of yin yoga where it's more of a lunar cycle really relaxing therapeutic and healing for the mind and body I'm really big into whatever is going to get me in that relaxed zen state as well as whatever is going to push me to actually challenge my body physically gotcha so all of that is really cool and something that I've just also been learning about in like the last year or so and yoga is something that I've always wanted to do. And I actually, the gym that I work at right now has like yoga classes and I don't know which yoga ones that they do, but I think it's, I thought it was easier than it, than it actually is because there's mm-hmm. so much more that goes into it. And I just don't think people realize that. <laughs> right. And then I also see the other spectrum where people think it's going to be so much harder than it actually is True. because- you know, people go into it sometimes with that mindset of, oh, I can't do yoga because I'm not X, Y, and Z. I'm not flexible enough, or I don't look like the people on Instagram when that is absolutely not at all the meaning of yoga. Right. So, Absolutely. Okay. Well, those are all really interesting things and I find them very fascinating. So in light of like the cards and the spiritual side and the yoga and all that kind of stuff, tell me what truths you live by every single day. Is that, do you get them from the yoga um, and from the cards or is it something that's separate for you? So it's something that came from those because it is really basically the core of almost every single spirituality and religion. The basis of every human is created equal, that we need to live with love, that you need to follow your soul's passion and do what makes you the happiest, that makes you feel alive with light inside as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. Mm. To me, that is the ultimate truth is do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else. And if you go by that, then you're doing pretty good. (laughs) Right. I agree. What gets you through hard days when you have a really hard day and, and maybe you can like think back to some days that you had really hard days. Is there a single truth that you can think of that comes from all of your learning and everything that you have used or maybe like affirmation or something like that that you've used to get you through really hard days well even this week i've had a couple of hard days (laughs) there's no escaping it no matter what because life is this ebb and flow it's like a constant wave of what we perceive as good and bad so there's always going to be challenges and in those days where i'm feeling challenged despite feeling like I'm in some type of funk or darkness, I still have the inner knowing of no matter what's happening now, this won't last forever. It's going to be okay. The light will come again and you know, things are going to change. And in those moments, I still remember everything that I've learned. I fall back on the tools that I've gathered over the years. Like, okay, take a step back. Let's do a little bit of deep breathing. And I do repeat a lot of the mantras to myself that this won't last forever even in the bad times, there will still be good. Everything's going to work out well and trusting that, you know, spirit's guiding me towards a better time and that whatever challenge I'm going through is meant to be happening for some reason. So I always think, what is this teaching me? Is there a lesson in this? How can I use this to learn and grow and evolve to help me overcome and be more prepared for the next time I feel challenged? 
I completely agree with all of that stuff. I uh, sometimes actually, and this is, you just mentioned this, when I am going through a tough time and I know I'm learning stuff from it and it's, it's pretty intense stuff. I mm-hmm. always wonder, okay, what is this preparing me for? Getting from this because whatever it is, I don't want to repeat it and I need to know what I'm supposed to be learning so that I can use it for future. Exactly. Yes. I've definitely found that the universe will repeat those lessons until you finally get it in most <laughs> cases. <so. laughs> uh, and the faster you learn them, the better off you are. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yes. Um, and that to me is the perfect motivation. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I agree. So what impact have you always dreamt of having on the world and the people around you? Well, I dream of having both a big and small impact of impacting people wherever I go just by interacting in my daily life at the grocery store or at Joann's no matter where I am being kind and compassionate to whoever's there and showing I guess a little bit of special interest and connecting with individuals as human beings because you go to a store and you find that sometimes they don't make eye contact sometimes people aren't very willing to to speak to you in like you know a friendly way until they're spoken to in that way because they're so used to people coming in there and maybe honestly being degraded and having people be rude to them all the time so they kind of get into this little self-imposed shell and so to me the small impact of what i do in my daily life is helping spread kindness and just making everybody that i come into contact with smile Mm-hmm. And then that to me translates to snowball and will eventually affect everything on a larger scale. But in like the grand scheme of things, I feel like I'm put on this earth to help people evolve and grow, uncovering their authentic selves, loving themselves unconditionally, being proud and fearless of achieving their dreams and kind of doing that on a large enough scale to where it's almost the public speaking arena. I have big dreams to try to affect a lot of people at once, right. but I start small and then I'm kind of gradually <laughs> making my way there. <laughs> well, and I think that's amazing. And my goal too is to impact as many lives as possible with messages that of positivity. And sometimes I think that I'm like you when I go into a store or I'm in a, a restaurant or something like that. And just a simple smile can help change somebody's day. Or like you can see that they're very busy and that maybe they're having a hard time and maybe they made a mistake. And you're like, you know what? That's totally fine. I am flexible. I'm not in a rush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do what you need to do to fix it. And I'm, I'm cool with that. And they're like so relieved. And that probably gave them a small break in their day that they needed from all of the other customers who maybe weren't that nice. I always try to put myself in somebody else's shoes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, the fact that they're so relieved about somebody showing the most minimal amount of patience says so much about how our society really has evolved in a little bit more of like an egotistical negative way because the simplest things, if somebody takes maybe two minutes longer than they usually would. They, they apologize profusely. I'm like, there's no need to apologize. We're all human. We make mistakes. I can wait. So when I think about that, sometimes it definitely motivates me even more to do it because I'm like, it's a little bit unacceptable in my opinion. <laughs> well, and I think that that says a lot to the fact that, you know, it's about being aware in the moment. If you're not aware in the moment, then you can't pay attention to people that way. And I think that what you just said about 
slowing down and realizing that somebody might be having a hard time and giving them that break. And I, I think that that also is the same thing with talking to people and actually listening. So often when it comes to really listening to somebody and making eye contact is when you realize that how many people have I really looked at today in their eyes and listened to them, what they were saying? Because we're always in such a hurry and, mm -hmm. you know, we're always worried about getting from point A to point B and getting this done and that done and checking that box off. And you can tell the impact it has on the other person when you actually listen. Yeah. And I find that there's so many people that are actually so not used to that, that they're uncomfortable with eye contact because I am that person that will stare deep into your soul yeah. via the eyes. And <laughs> it, you can tell that people don't do that as often anymore. And yes. yeah, it's just, that's one of the most simple ways to just truly connect with somebody. Yes, I completely agree. And I actually really actually love that part, getting to talk to somebody. Big announcement. It's going to change our lives drastically and yours too. What is it? It's called Hopecast. It's a morning video cast live through Facebook and Instagram. We want you to join us every Tuesday morning from 7 to 7.45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time as we spread hope, positivity, and uplifting entertainment. Follow Tawny on Instagram at life underscore as underscore Tawny or Kentstead Media on Facebook or hashtag Hopecast. Every week we'll have hope and positivity for everyone. Okay, so big question here. What life experience has changed you the most for the better? I've had a decent amount of health issues over the past two years, and I think that that has been one of the biggest um, things that has changed my outlook on, on life and myself and my own body. Of course, there are a bunch of things with like relationships and such, but I've had to 100% change my entire lifestyle in regards to diet. And you sometimes don't realize how simple of a luxury it is to be able to eat anything you want whenever you want and absolutely have no worries about consequences of the food. And I had to become hyper aware of the food that I was putting in my body. And you don't realize until this happens that about 95% of the food that's out there is stuff that we really shouldn't be consuming. And so I had to become very aware of that. I spent a good bit of time in the hospital and still couldn't quite figure out what it was. So it's like living with these health issues where at first I honestly thought that I was dying. <laughs> I thought, you know, I went to the hospital and they finally told me that you're going to live everything that's happening to you you're fine. I mean, you're not going to die. You're just going to be in excruciating pain. I was like, okay, technically I can live with that. Right. <laughs> so that was a relief. And I guess it's kind of coming to terms with your own morality, coming to terms with literally changing every aspect of your life. Now I'm gluten-free. I usually have to have a mostly vegan diet. I am allergic to almost every single vegetable and everything out there except for like a handful, five different things. Mm -hmm. So just eating 
and fueling my body, keeping myself alive has become one of the most frustrating things. And I've spent so many times like nights crying about it just because we grow up in this world where it's okay, we, we value, you know, fast convenience, eating everything we want, eating for pleasure. Mm-hmm. And that's what it has become is I'm only eating to satisfy my taste buds when I'm hungry. Right. But now I've had to kind of switch gears to, okay, I'm eating for survival pretty much. And can every once in a while allow myself something that tastes good. But the last three weeks, I've been eating mainly mashed potatoes, mashed carrots, and applesauce Mm -hmm. with a little bit of salmon mixed in. Mm -hmm. And basically with all of these health issues, it definitely taught me a lot about releasing my control and surrendering to the universe and having to overcome these challenges that really are present in daily life, transforming my entire lifestyle and becoming so aware of something that used to be just so simple and mindless. And it definitely helped teach me moderation and control, self-control. That doesn't mean I still eat cookies and will occasionally eat something that might be a little risky, but that's the whole moderation is occasionally we'll try to branch out to satisfy like a craving, but really showing a lot of self-control and restraint in regards to what I'm eating and being very mindful of how it affects the body. I'm pretty sure that there isn't a person that isn't going to hear this that probably doesn't need to work on those things. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like there's all of, in all areas of our life, I feel like that's something that we all are constantly working on and struggle with. And some people are are better at some things than others. And Mm -hmm. we all have our weaknesses and all that kind of stuff. And food is definitely an addiction for most people. And it's one that is, seems to be acceptable, which is probably the reason why we have the most trouble with it. So, Yeah, because I've spent plenty of nights crying about it. It's definitely something that I had to realize that I was using a lot of foods as like comforting coping mechanisms and mindless eating. And really, it was, I think, removing my connection to my deeper self. It was almost part of what was covering up everything inside. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And I've had some out loud conversations alone in the car with myself after eating McDonald's or something like that. And just been looking in the mirror and being like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) What is it going to take for you to stop doing this? How much pain do you have to be in? Or how unhappy do you have to be before this is so important to you? that you are willing to change this? Like, what is it going to take? And that's actually a really scary question. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Because even now I've done so much change and I, I totally 100% understand just how much pain the universe will put you through to make those changes. And even today alone, I was eating a little bit of cheesy hash brown casserole and something like that doesn't exactly seem like it's that bad of a health choice. But then afterwards, my tummy started hurting. And then I was in the bathroom looking at myself. And I was like, why'd you do that? Why? (laughs) And it's like, you knew better, but you were doing it anyways. Because sometimes I'll have that devil on the shoulder kind of, you know, analogy that's like, oh, yes, eat it. Eat it. You know, it's going to be good. (laughs) Just for that moment. (laughs) Yeah. Sure enough, it tastes delicious, but are the consequences worth it? Sometimes, yes. But then again, I have to think back to my whole 
is it okay? Because is it hurting me and hurting somebody else? So is it actually something that I should be doing? And then I'm like, okay, no, technically not worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. But each time it happens, I feel like I gain more and more control over it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's so difficult when you have to eat 10 times a day. It's, that's hard. Well, and I agree with you. I feel like every experience we have multiple times throughout the day or whatever, you learn, you actually learn something from each one of those experiences. Was I strong? Was I not strong? What could I have done differently in this situation? Could I have pushed through and just kept driving past McDonald's or whatever? (laughs) Could I have eaten just a spoonful of the cheesy potatoes and been fine? Probably. Did I have to have two bowls full? No. We're constantly testing our own boundaries for sure. Yes. Do you have a, a favorite quote or scripture that you like to refer to? So I have a ton of them. I am one person that I really love quotes. On Instagram, I post quotes maybe three to four times a day, relevant. I, if I see something, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that resonates so hard. And so I'll write them down, screenshot them. So I have a good bit that I like to run through in my mind, but one that keeps popping up to me and I also really enjoy like the number synchronicities is um, Psalm 23, 4. It's, uh, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. And that has been one of the most real things for me, especially in those dark and challenging moments. What helps me get through is this exactly is knowing that no matter how alone that I feel, I'm never truly alone and that I'm always being divinely guided and protected by the spirits around me, the angels, by source, by God, that I always have this energy on my side and with me. So I'm never alone. And no matter how fearful I get in those parts of the unknown, getting out of my comfort zone, remembering this always brings me that little bit of comfort that I need to say, okay, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to push through this. I know that I can make it because no matter what, God's on my side. There's a hymn, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely one of my favorite songs and favorite scripture references. So I love that you love that. (laughs) It literally is. And I, and I agree with you. And in some of my past podcasts with my sister, it's one of the things that I have brought up because I, I agree with you. I feel like it's just such a comfort to know that no matter what we're going through, there is always something there for us. Mm -hmm. It is very comforting, even in the darkest of times. I think that's that little bit of light, if we can remember that, is a point of art. That reminds me of the Harry Potter quote, Dumbledore, even in the darkest of times, all we have to do is remember to turn on the light. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun way to put it, but that's exactly the truth. Exactly. I love that. (laughs) So tell me a story about your life and what you learned from it. So recently, I... Well, this past year has been a very intense learning experience in multiple ways. Of course, the health issues, relationships, and moving, getting out of my comfort zone. And more specifically, what I'm dealing with right now that's really relevant is learning to trust the unknown, get out of my comfort zone, and realize that sometimes being uncomfortable is okay. Because I've tried to move a couple of times this year. I tried to move to Hawaii. And then I also tried to move to Colorado, which if you think about it, both of those places, incredible, especially moving to Hawaii. I had absolutely everything set up for me there. Mm -hmm. I had a stable job. Um, 
I was about to put my down payment on an apartment. I had everything all planned out, but I had this moment of fear and I was there for about a week. Everything was going really well. And then all of a sudden I started to panic and freak out. And I was like, oh my goodness, I miss home. I miss my mom. I miss all these things. I can't do this. I was freaking out because I was there all by myself. And I was like, this was a mistake. Oh no. And so this incredible opportunity, I basically threw it away by moving back home to Georgia and with my mother. And then of course, a couple of months later, I wanted to try again. I was like, okay, maybe Hawaii wasn't right. So maybe I'm being guided to Colorado. So went to Colorado a weekend. I was having one of the worst mental breakdowns, calling my mom crying. I was so sad and scared that I left the day after, came back home to Georgia. And then at first I was like, okay, maybe I'm just being guided to come home and stay here. But then it took me a little bit to realize that, no, that was my ego, I think, trying to force me into staying in this comfort zone because it wanted to keep me under its power. So by keeping me here in this comfort zone, I wasn't allowing myself to embrace those uncomfortable moments and grow past it and actually embrace my true potential and stand up in my power and basically live the life of my dreams. Because I know that I'm meant for big things, for great things, that there is so much beauty and power in in my destiny. But my ego really wanted to keep me here in this place where I felt stuck. Because if I feel stuck, then I'm going to, you know, not think that I'm as powerful. I'm going to stay here and woe is me. Mm -hmm. But I had to come to this point where I realized that both of those moves were me sabotaging myself because I was too afraid of being alone and uncomfortable. And I was kind of forgetting the whole Psalm 23, 4 that I did have something on my side that I wasn't alone, that I could do it, but I wasn't prepared in those moments to, I think, withstand the adjustment and those uncomfortable emotional challenges in the way that I needed to, to actually get past that point where I was evolving. Mm -hmm. Because now I believe that those were moments that I was being tested to evolve through it and actually transform to a higher version of myself that was propelling me into the future. And so now I feel like I've gained a lot of insight and clarity into those moments and I feel ready to do it again and actually succeed because I see what I did and I see how sometimes in those moments I made really calm decisions. And that's why it felt kind of tricky. I was like, okay, is this my ego or is this my intuition? Because the voice was so calm that said, go home, that's where you belong. Mm-hmm. But I believe that that was me holding myself back and being afraid of my true potential. That's, that's pretty powerful. I've actually had similar experiences as well. Uh, and it's interesting what you learn about yourself in those moments, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> then, of course, I get back here. Everything's great and comfortable for a while. But then the more work I do on myself, the more my soul is like, fly free, move on. You, you know, you belong somewhere bigger and better, not necessarily. And it's not the fact that this place isn't incredible. Georgia is amazing. But for my personal divine journey, I'm meant to be going forward and moving to, I guess, a higher plane 
And I believe that that is traveling around and experiencing different locations by myself, mm-hmm. either by myself or with a partner eventually. But when I moved, I didn't even allow myself time to make friends and join organizations and stuff. So I didn't give myself that chance that I deserved. Right. And that's, a, that's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. It's, given no, it's me- been one of the hardest. I'm such a mama's girl that I, and that's one thing is I've had to realize just how deep my attachment was and how like she is my comfort zone mm-hmm. and getting away from that just felt like I was ripping my heart in half. And I feel like those moments are necessary for me in a way. Mm-hmm. I will actually make the statement that I believe that all hard things are meant for growth. Yes. Yes. Agreed. But sometimes we don't want to completely admit that because then we think sometimes in those hard moments, well, if I just retreat, it'll be okay. But that retreating is our ego keeping us from actually learning the lesson and growing no matter how hard and uncomfortable it is. It's like, it's almost like you feel like you're buying yourself time, but in fact, you're really just dragging it out. (laughs) Yes. I, I firmly believe that I've held myself back. I've delayed a lot of my own growth because of this but just like I said those lessons repeat until you finally learn it and integrate it because sometimes you'll know you know it in your mind you know it as a concept but it takes some time for that concept to actually become a full-blown internal truth that you want to live by I knew it I knew it when I went to Hawaii but it took me two more or another try after that to finally get to this place where I'm like, okay, I finally understand. Right. All right, Spirit, throw me back out there. I won't disappoint you this time. All right. So one last request. What are you most grateful for? I'm grateful to exist on this planet. And that is one thing that um, I usually, multiple times a day, will sit there and just list off things that I'm grateful for for the universe. Because the more gratitude the more blessings, the more gratitude and the more of that beautiful positive energy you put out there, the more the universe is likely to help you with manifesting your dreams and being genuinely grateful for everything. So to me, just waking up in the morning, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I get to exist on this planet and have this experience and that there are infinite possibilities and potentials. I'm grateful to have this life with this, these family members and just with my fellow human beings. Mm-hmm. And so I'm literally grateful for every single thing that exists on this planet. And sometimes it's almost an overwhelming feeling. I will literally sit here and cry about how much I love everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's beautiful. But that's why for me, it's so hard to pick just one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm grateful for every individual person or being able to have a house and food and shelter, being lucky enough to have a television and entertainment and these things that a lot of us take for granted. But just existing and being allowed to live this life to me is incredible. I agree with you. And I think that's an awesome thing to be grateful for. And it does encompass a lot of things, like you said, but if you think about it, there are people that are not grateful to be here. And so I think that's very profound for you. Yeah. And I think I've also 
really grateful for that because I've had many, many times where I've been one of those people that was like, okay, I don't even want to live on this planet anymore. Mm-hmm. And going through hard times like that and going through, I've suffered with depression majority of my life and have had, you know, incredibly suicidal tendencies before. And getting to a point where I can actually sit here and say things might not be, quote, perfect, but perfect is a perception. Exactly where I am now is incredible and it might not be my final destination, but the journey there is is wonderful. And then every single day, I'm just more and more thankful that I am still here. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that definitely fuels my motivation to spread the love for others who might not be so happy with life. Awesome. So just because you do so many of these wonderful things daily, um, and it's part of your passion, can you just quickly share with everybody how they can find you on social media so they can look you up if they want to? Yeah. So if you want to find me on Instagram at greensoulgoddess222 and on my, in my bio, I have a link tree that you can click on. You can find everything about me. It has links to my Patreon account, um, how to book readings. You can find my podcast on Spotify at greensoulgoddess. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm also on Twitter at Green Soul Goddess. Basically, all the social medias, if you go and search Green Soul Goddess, that's me. (laughs) And they almost all have the same picture, too, so it's more easily identifiable. Awesome. Haley, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing. And I know that there is going to be somebody that's going to listen and hear this and be able to resonate with you and be thankful for the things that you've shared today. Well, I'm incredibly thankful that you had me on here because this was, this is my passion and being able to talk about what I do and what I love. This is, this is my favorite. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of How to Live Your Best Life Radio. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. If you like this show, you might want to check out my Facebook group, How to Live Your Best Life for Daily Positivity. And I'm also available for private coaching and speaking engagements. Be sure to tune in next time for another powerful episode. Until then, please remember to love one another.